This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast, brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. hey And this is Everything is Fine, a podcast dedicated to the hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. We do an episode for every episode that they do, and we are caught up. This is season three. This is episode three. Things are getting real exciting real quick. It's getting weird and wild. Wet and wild? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> we're gonna get snowplowed. Yeah, oh, we're gonna get yeah, there you go. That sounds I try to work that so in dirty. Anyways, <laughs> we always start off our episode by kicking it back to the week previous. Guys, they didn't address this. No. But I'm worried because Uh-oh. I love Mike O'Malley the doorman. Mm. What are the consequences for freaking Mike O'Malley the doorman? Oh god. Doorman talk. I mean, honestly, I get the feeling that this was already a punishment. So, like, where do you go from there? <laughs> I never even That's thought about true. that, that he was no, like, there's, banished there's... to doorman duty. Right. Like, do, no frogs? <laughs> Is he not allowed to know about frogs? Like, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, yeah, she probably took his cup away. Oh, oh that's man. pretty much it oh man that sucks i can see him getting super sad about that that sucks <laughs> i think she would have the power like if she wanted to she could erase frogs from his reality yeah so so the the knowledge of frogs could be removed from his brain and you'd say well he doesn't miss what he doesn't know about but that seems like it's all that brings him joy in life so he'd live a joyless existence where frogs are not a thing <laughs> And especially with this show, like he would just be a hollow shell of like emptiness that he had no idea why. <laughs> exactly. And sure, that would yeah. be the worst part. Like he I wouldn't get know behind what it. was missing. Oh man. <laughs> I really I love that this these characters can do things that we can't even imagine, but <laughs> she can't go back to Earth because they only made one key. Yep. And I, I assume it's impossible to make another one do not duplicate so, well i don't know if yeah. it's impossible but the instructions very clearly state not to so we're not going to mess with that but it, she can erase frogs from <laughs> his it, entire existence it can't be impossible because trevor was down there and trevor didn't go past the doorman no trevor did go past the doorman did he did we get yeah. information on that i'm pretty I'm, sure he was on a different errand and she just pulled him back through the door I don't I'm, think they gave him the key. He probably no. opened it for him. I don't know. I don't I'm fairly know. confident that they allowed him to go past the doorman. But maybe another discussion for another time. All right. Because we have more important matters to tend to. Like we the do. number one segment in the history of podcasting. What's that, Tim? Out of context. Quotes of the week. Jules, kick it off. All right. I think I have a few... Um, from Jason here. So here's one. I've never been this angry in my life, which is the age of the universe. <laughs> um, and then this one's kind of like a, a chant. Make sure y'all got it by next week, okay? Let's go, Jags. Kick their ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be tough. Hold on. I got to write that down. <laughs> yeah, please. Take notes, everybody. Um, here's another one. Did Miley Cyrus write the song Wrecking Ball about Chris's brother Liam? And then <laughs> my last one. 
We hate The Rock because he went Hollywood and Stone Cold keeps it real, so The Rock's fans are the real jabronis. Oh, God. Oh, man, you stole one of my two quotes. That's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) I have a pen here so I can cross off any. There was no overlap this week. Your your key is ringing. (laughs) I love that. Your chair smells bad. (laughs) Uh, Let's see if I can get this right. Uh, Ventromedial prefrontal cortex. Had to work that in. Of course. Go Jags. Yeah. (laughs) Um, A different clock land? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, All snow plowing has to stop immediately. And then the last one I have is dumb old pediatric surgeon that barely has an eight pack. (laughs) But fixing baby spines is just as important as acting. Jeez. (laughs) Mother was right. I'll always be the chubby one. Oh, God. And this has been out of context quotes of the week. I had a real hard time, hard time with the context out of context quotes this week because most of I probably laughed more at this episode than I have in any in a while. But it's all like call and answer stuff. It's yeah. not funny yeah. if it's not responding to the Both, thing before yeah. it. So you're right. Anyways. I laughed so hard. I laughed harder at this episode than I think any episode leading up to this this like this season or last. Easily this season, and I think I'd have to go way back into last season. This was like a laugh out loud chuckle fest, I think, for this episode. (laughs) Put that on your banner. Good place. Laugh out loud chuckle fest, Tim. Oh, God. Everything is fine podcast. All right, right, Kevin, tell us what happened, Chuckle Nugget. So much. So Michael and Janet have stolen the only key and come back to Earth to escape the judge and help the group. They manage to meddle despite not having their powers and work to keep the group together by winning the lottery, introducing Tahani to Larry Hemsworth, apparently again because they dated, and getting Jason invited to the Jaguars fan club in Australia. All goes well until Tahani gets engaged and they decide to move to England. Eleanor gives a speech about how much the group means to her and destroys a cake, much like in season one, episode four, when nobody responds in kind. Michael and Janet decide to reset the timeline and get caught by our heroes before they make it through the door. Fremulon. Woo! Oh, boy. Judge calling. Wait, you're breaking up. I don't think I can hear you. It's a magic key, you dick. (laughs) (laughs) So the key has more powers than we knew. So I wonder if that'll come up. A little bit later. And I love that he's like stepping on it. Like that's how you shut it off. Like I, I think just he just has call. no idea. Like he didn't know the call could come through. So how do you end a call you didn't know was happening? You step on it apparently. Apparently yeah. he was trying to crush the magical key, which is the only way in or out of Earth. Not very smart, Michael. Michael is no. genius. Uh, Michael's no, no, not genius. <laughs> Michael's at a point where he's grasping at straws. This is the theme oh, yeah. of the episode, I think. Oh, yeah. He's at his very wits end of what he can possibly do. It's sure. it's getting messy. So they they set up shop near Chidi's department, which is a whole abandoned floor. It must be maintenance, right? No, it's the journalism <laughs> department, which is Ooh. really bad for Earth. But so accurate. This is wah, such wah. a great commentary yeah. on today's society. Oh, goodness. Meanwhile... They set up all their spying mechanisms so they can watch on the class. And Eleanor's chair is definitely farting. 
<laughs> I love oh how like God. it totally makes sense within the context of this show and we don't question it that somehow Janet was able to set up a million cameras at the perfect angle that rotate and zoom and have such clarity and no one questions the fact that they exist. Right. Yeah. I love it. I mean, <laughs> she just turned them all on and it was like, boom, here's every angle imaginable. It's like, oh, okay. And Michael's like, oh, all right, let's do it. And she went to the mall to get them or something like that, probably, because <laughs> that's pretty much what she does later on to, to find everything they need. Um, yeah, she's been taking some trips to the mall. <laughs> I also love the fact that they can do a like two minute bit on chair farting. And it doesn't seem sophomoric. It's somehow no. it's funny. It's it's intelligent, but, funny and not sophomoric. But that's just it, because in this show that has a point like that's that's bad place material, especially when she's actually farting and passing it <laughs> off as the smelly farty chair. So like it's consequential. It's, usually that stuff is just sort of throw away. We had nothing better to do. It means something. They've right. made fart jokes mean something. <laughs> Maybe the greatest <laughs> accomplishment in the history of television. <laughs> Pretty they gave much. fart jokes meaning again. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, but we have a conundrum because Eleanor didn't plan on being in Australia this long and she's running out of money. So she's going to have to get a job, which is going to be a problem because it's going to take her efforts away from class. So how are we going to solve this problem? Luckily, Janet still has downloaded inside of her all of the data of the world, so she knows which lottery tickets are going to hit. <laughs> Magic so, number 187 from the bottom, I think. Yeah. Like, what is, what is that? Okay, so I would have thought that Eleanor would have ran out of money a long time ago. Right. Uh, but she's just barely running out of money. Okay, she bought a plane ticket, whatever, to Australia. She's been living for a while there. I don't know. But... um. Yeah, they she just has so much knowledge and this keeps coming up. Uh, Janet just keeps spouting out so much information about different people and so many things. And it's so, so hilarious. I mean, now I see her as a complete human, but with a bunch of downloaded knowledge already. Because once she got there, her knowledge like stopped, I assume. Do they and eat? Like, I don't understand. Do they poop? <laughs> Have they ever had to before? Like, if so, Michael would enjoy it. Like, Michael would be the king of it. He'd be. Sure. That's another way they can make poop jokes relevant again. He would. I'm, I'm when they say right sitting now. on the throne, Michael would actually be sitting on the throne. He would oh, be the he, king cape, of poop. Scepter, crown, the whole nine, no pants. That would be Michael. Maniacally laughing at every noise that occurs. Oh, noise splashing oh it hit me every bit of it that would be michael <laughs> hey guys now we've done two minutes on fart and poop and we did it pretty <laughs> well go. good job all mm. right so eleanor gets her eighteen thousand dollars scratch off lottery ticket that <laughs> educates tahani on the fact that that's a lot of money <laughs> oh she's Better like oh i'm so time. sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was comical. So three months later, they're still doing Wait, this thing. Okay, so she she gets the was it eighteen thousand? Yeah. You said, yeah. Do you really think that she would live off of that? And you don't think she would buy something ridiculous with it? I mean, especially since that's eighteen thousand Australian, which, if I'm not mistaken, would not go anywhere near as far as eighteen thousand US. Oh, I didn't even think about that. How much do things cost in Australia? I don't know. Tim's in. How much is rent in Australia? Tell us what's a up. A million dollars. It's <laughs> insane. Tell us what's up, Tim's in. All right. Um, so 
three months later, they're still doing the whole thing. Everybody's having a grand old time. But Tahani is mad horny for Jason, <laughs> as the Americans say. So yeah. she offers to watch some football with him at like three in the morning. She knows a little bit about football. Her friend dated the player. Giselle. Oh, jeez. Bunjin. Yeah, we I get know. it. We always get it, Tahani. <laughs> <laughs> and that keeps coming up too. Like this show was only 20 minutes and there were so many recurring things that just were funny every time. It was it was <laughs> crazy. It was a great episode. I love it. I, it is cool, I think, how J- Tahani and Jason, I mean, obviously by the end of the episode, this presumably will change, but they're definitely still somewhat into each other on yeah. Earth. And we know that at least once, if not multiple times during their afterlife, they were into each other as well. Poor Janet is sitting out on the sidelines watching this unfold. But nonetheless, it's interesting to me to see that this is something that continually happens. It's not, it's not yeah. just in one reality that that attraction exists. I don't know. I think it's just the close proximity that they're always together <laughs> and that Tahani thinks he's really good looking and Jason's just sure. Why not? He's <laughs> well, I, never done he's never done the whole thing, so I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I think he's an empty vessel that she can sort of project herself into. Like she yeah. sees him as just someone she can be with without having to be anything else. Hmm. That's a good point. And I mean, there's there's an appeal for that. You know, people like it. Yeah, because because he's happy with anything, with any Tahani that she's going to throw at him. Like if she's like super, I don't know, envious at the time, he's going to be like, well, okay, that's that's cool. If she's like super mad, he's going to deal with that. So any projection of herself, he's going to be okay with. And I think she likes that because I don't know. Well, she finds somebody else. (laughs) Yes, we'll meanwhile, meanwhile, Michael thinks they need to bring the snowplow back into effect, and they've got to find a companion for Tahani, and maybe also get better computers so they can study faster, and Janet thinks she should also get some skimpy little jean shorts for Jason, you know, so he can study better. <laughs> she said the ones where you can see the pockets, right. and those are really short. <laughs> Like those are like really short jean. Those are Daisy Dukes. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. So oh jeez. It was so close to the let's get him jean shorts. It's for science line that it was pretty perfect. <laughs> you know for science. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So we've be due to Michael and his hard work and Janet. We meet Larry Hemsworth. One episode prior, we are introduced to the reality that there's a Larry Hemsworth. We all want to know more about Larry Hemsworth, and the payoff comes in the following episode where we meet terribly insecure Larry Hemsworth, who only fixes baby spines, thus is definitely inferior to his other brothers. And that makes him a, com- a perfectly compatible matchup with Tahani. Oh, I love their first interaction in this. Affliction. Yeah, when she like affliction. mentions his brother's... And he's like, oh, well, oh, and she's like, I promise I won't bring it up again. As long as you don't mention my sister. Ayo! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he's so insecure about everything. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. His his lines are hilarious. I love it. I'm I'm surprised you uh, remembered me. Uh, Larry, we dated. I know, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah. So she, of course, um, you know, does the thing, the whole thing. And in the meantime, forgets about Jason, which could be a big problem in the group because Jason's sensitive little chap, you know, getting blown off might be a big problem for him. Except for it wasn't because he found a whole group of Jacksonville Jaguars fans in Australia. Somehow. A whole group is... All is, two of them. Yeah, a whole group is, you know, okay. saying it different. Now, it's, a, it's a word, yeah. I'm, I don't really know sports. Tim, you know sports. Yes, I know sports. I know animals. Jaguars yes. aren't green with spots, are they? Am I missing something? So that's their colors. That's the, that's the team colors. It's still weird to me. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. Well, because what, what color are Jaguars? Uh... Jaguars? Uh, yeah. Jaguar color. Yeah, they're, um, they're Jaguar colored, aren't they? Like, they could be any They're color like yellow, you want. right? Chrome? I think so. The car, yeah. the car has it chrome would not make It would not make a good color for a uniform. Listen, uniforms yeah, I mean, don't it's... have as much to do about the animals or things that they represent most of the time as it does selling jerseys. And when you're a team like the Jaguars, which is perpetually horrible... You really just need to make up the colors that are going to sell the jerseys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, what do you got? But come on. They're a Florida team. What better than having all of their team run around in the leopard print spots that oh, all of the old people all down there already wear? Oh, this gosh. is perfect. I sure. mean, come <laughs> on. So um, did anybody notice what he said at the end as he was leaving? He screamed out Duval. And again, I, I don't know sports at all either i'm i'm losing every game in fantasy which i'm really mad about uh (laughs) but he screams out duval and i don't know if this is true or not but i saw a tweet by a verified tweeter uh on twitter that really at one point a a tweet on twitter what a tweet on twitter what um (laughs) he he had tweeted saying that uh he had messaged them or tweeted at them last season about jason and saying that he's not a real Jags fan if since he hasn't screamed Duval ever before. Like, if you're a real Jags fan, that's the guy or person you would scream sometimes. And he said, well, they listened this season and he they made him scream Duval. And I was like, oh, if that's true, that is very cool of them to, to be on par with um, their, their watchers and to be on par with real Jags fans. So that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I get behind that. I'm I'm just going to say this, though. I am a sports balls guy, and I f- follow the NFL. I'm not going to say I know every player, and we but we played the Jags in the playoffs last year. If there's a Duvall, which I'm, there might be, I, I don't think he's one of their stars. <laughs> like, I don't Isn't know. Isn't that the best, though, that Jason wouldn't scream for the stars? Well, he screams about Bortles, who's definitely I not know, their but, star. So. <laughs> well, he's horrible. <laughs> that's why he screams for the bad people. Uh, that's true. That's true. I don't know, man. I, I just love the fact that there's some Jaguars fans in Australia. Duval is enough. the county that makes up the majority of Jacksonville. Ah, there yeah. we go. It's oh. not a player, but that's it's why they scream it. It's not a person. No. There, that yep. makes much more sense to me. Okay. All right. Okay. I cool. should find out if my family nice. lives in Duval County. I'm going to check that Thank out Thank you, the internet. And look at that. Uh, right on cue, Fantasy, I got an injury report. Cool. Questionable. Awesome. Let's Who? keep this podcast going. Who's questionable? I don't know some Blake amp- Bairdles. Yeah, <laughs> that was oh. so cute. It, it just—it's so funny. This episode was, yeah, I'm gonna agree with y'all. Probably the funniest in a long time. I was just laughing. So now we fast forward six months, 
and they're all doing amazing. Uh, I think Eleanor says we're just better in every aspect of our life than we were before. And they're doing so well, in fact, that they have a freaking supercomputer and they oh don't God. question <laughs> where this came from. Nope. Superboard. Is that what they call it? Superboard. <laughs> yeah. Holy mackerel. This thing is like a, a light up board that looks like the computer from the afterlife, which I don't know how they would import that technology. There's there's little tablets on rollers that come up into Chidi's face so he can see his lesson plan. There's <laughs> the lights dim, the whole it, this is a thing. This is Tony oh Stark stuff come sure, to life. This is Tony Stark level. I'm obsessed with it and I want it. Chidi looked really happy about it. He's like, all right, let's get to the Superboard. Let's get it going. Because <laughs> now he has an amazing area to teach. And that's super cool. Yeah. And, and we're not even going to talk about how Michael could have most likely completely changed the timeline with technology now. Now that this is the thing. That's but, true. Yeah, but, the but he doesn't care. He cares no, about he what happened to his people. So he's on board. Like, I, I don't see him thinking about this at all. Nope. I, at this point, he's definitely thrown caution to the wind. I don't I don't think. Yeah. The ramifications outside of these four people are of small consequence to him. But speaking of ripple effects, Larry and Tahani in the past six months have gotten very serious. They are going to get married, which means they're going to move to London, which means she's leaving the group. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. <laughs> so she throws a party. Come as you are. No big deal. It's just on my Airbnb. That's H-E-I-R. Is that spelled right? H-I-E-R? H-E-I-R. H-E-I-R. That's what I thought. Didn't sound right when I said it. That's H-E-I-R-B-N-B. It's for heirs and heiresses where they swap, you know, blimps, yachts, and giant mansions, mansions everything. which is where oh, yeah. this party is. And everybody's dressed as fancy as Tani. And the study group shows up in their regular trash outfits. Oh my goodness. They look so out of place. Everybody's in gowns and tuxes and everything and just having yeah. a good old time. But you know what? The cake that she wheeled out also looked out of place. I'm yeah. sorry. A party like that wouldn't have a sheet cake with a printed picture on it. Well, uh, I it would have some like hologram or something. Well, <laughs> no, but it would be like 3D or it would be better decorated. And she wouldn't say her favorite patissier made it because no one who's fancy would ma would go anywhere near that shit. Well, my guess is this because sure. we didn't get to that point. But for Larry and Tahani, there was probably like a 10 tier cake that was all fancy with bows and ribbons on the outside you know yeah and that this was that she says hey i need to make a cake for these people and the patissier was like fine and then like said to one of his henchmen go take care of this and you know that was the perfect cake to bring out for them when that's after the, the eiffel tower cake was going to come out that's fair so, so they had the the regular reception cake i'm sure they had a groom's cake that was worse and then they had this which was the leavings that was exactly the sure. exactly that's why it. i don't think there's like taco people, meat you know <laughs> people didn't seem too mad about her destroying the cake later probably because they had that 10 tier cake already yeah exactly yeah. okay okay makes sense <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're, we're at the party and, and they're going to London and Michael is out of his mind about this. This can't happen. So he needs to go be Nathaniel Cooksworth, caterer to the stars. Janet's not behind this idea, but they do it anyways. And of course, Larry, being Larry, he 
He doesn't think that this is an actual cater. He's got their number, except for he thinks their number is that they're from a tabloid magazine trying to get embarrassing pictures of him or bad quotes or something like that because he's just a person who saves baby spines. <laughs> the lowest self-esteem ever for being the not actor of the family. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. But what this also does is it makes Chidi and Simone think that, hey, I think we've got enough information for now. We can discontinue this part of our study. We'll analyze the data, pick up with a new study group later. This is not good for Eleanor. She is not pleased with this. Poor Eleanor. Yeah, she she's losing her little stability because she's saying she, in her head she has nothing else this is everything she picked up her quote-unquote entire life which wasn't a whole lot but she picked <laughs> up her whole life to come to australia to learn from this guy that she saw on the internet and now it's been going well and she's learned some stuff and she got some friends and won the lottery well, they won the lottery yeah and uh, now it's all you know leaving as quick as it came so and that's mm -hmm. part of it, too. I mean, Jules, you said she didn't leave much behind. Well, she doesn't want to go back to that either. This is by far the best stage in her life from her trash mom and her deadbeat dad to the, you know, her shitty job. Of bad boyfriends or boyfriends that she didn't give enough credit for being nice to the trash friends to everything. This is by far the best portion of her life. And now she's going to go back to Arizona and you know, live in a trash city with a bunch of trash people. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. So she doesn't want that. The thing that I don't understand, though, is obviously as she's expressing to Chidi and the group <clears throat> that she really loves this and wants to continue and doesn't want to see it end, you'd think that there's a lot of work with analyzing the data. You'd think that Chidi and Simone could hire her as a research assistant or something but that might taint the data. Oh, I mean, yeah, because she about that. she was a participant, yeah. and Chidi's going to be like, "Well, we don't want that to right. change the true. results or whatever." That's true. Well, nonetheless, Michael tries to convince her. Well, Michael as someone else, we don't know who at this point. I don't think he even has. He wasn't even <laughs> he trying with this one. He didn't American even care. Accent. No. Yep. He wasn't a bartender. He's just. No. He no. was a dude with shrimp at a party. <laughs> that was it. You want some cocktail sauce cocktail with that? Sauce. No, fine. Uh, and he's just, you know what? I bet you the rest of the group cares just as much. They're just waiting for someone to say it. So when the cake comes out and the, the what do they get? The brain chain? What do they call themselves? The brainiacs? The, the, the uh, brainy bunch. The brainy, brainy bunch. bunch yep. Gosh, why can't I remember that? The brainy bunch cakes comes out and Eleanor's, I'm going to take this chance for once in my life. I'm going to put myself out there and, and, and that does not go well because Tahani needs to leave and Chidi and Simone need to do their thing and, and Eleanor does her thing and she wrecks a cake because we know that this is what Eleanor does. When all else fails, wreck a damn cake. Right? <sighs> yeah. So I want to kind of go into this moment because we do see her shift back into how she used to be whenever some emotions came out that she didn't really like and doesn't really want to know how to feel because she asked them to, hey, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep going. And then Chidi's in the middle of saying, well, we kind of can't keep doing this. It's not going to 
be the same. She stops him and it's like, no, I don't want these feelings. I don't want to hear it. Like she's saying like, no, 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 like stop. I'm not going to be forced to feel these things. So what do I do? I'm going to rage out like I used to and say, hey, you know what? F you. I didn't want this thing anyways. And it's a complete defense mechanism. But we see that just happen in real time, like happen in her head. And, you know, shout out to Kristen Bell for her acting. But you can see her, you know, go through those emotions and then just immediately stop. Oh, yeah. She she noped right out of that. She was like, I am done. I was just kidding. I'm going to throw a tantrum. Why is it always cake? Why waste (laughs) cake? Like cake is as close as you get to the good place here on Earth. Without cake, there's no reason to live. Like, don't, don't say wasting don't cake know. because first of all, she had the cake in her hand and she was still eating it, I think. And <laughs> the cake around that is still good cake. There's it no such thing as cake. wasting cake. You can always no. eat cake. Well, and, I mean, in, in season one, episode four, she did dump that cake on the floor. That and, was wasting. That's and true. That, that is kind of wasting cake. That opened up a sinkhole. I was waiting for a sinkhole to open up in this. <laughs> oh, this, that would have been a we had good the, We had that. the party with Tahani. We had the shrimp. We had so much that was similar between this and season one that I was waiting for like a lava monster to show up or something like Glenn walks in or whatever his name was. I was waiting for something like that just out of the ordinary and I didn't sure. get it. And no, but the, the the key difference, well, outside of the fact that they're on earth is <clears throat> there wasn't any extreme alcohol consumption. There yeah. was always a drunk person involved in those other parties. That's right. Oh, okay. So she was drunk on shrimp, though. She had a lot she of shrimp. She was totally drunk she did. on shrimp. She was. It, you know what? This reminds me. I'm again going to go to a sports balls analogy. When, when guys come in, let's let's take basketball. Sometimes guys come into the league and they're great players, but they can't shoot free throws, which is like the most basic thing. You know, just 15 feet from the basket, you two shots, no interference. So they work on it. They practice it. They work on their form, so on and so forth. And then you see almost inevitably guys that when the pressure gets, you know, gets on, they start missing those free throws and you see the motion change. They go back to their old habits because when every when when all the controls are taken away and you're really pressured, a lot of times people revert back to their baseline state. And that's what we saw with Eleanor here. And it goes to show that, you know, as much as work as you put into this kind of stuff, you're there's still a little bit of you in there. And that's how you handle that and how you work with how those emotions come out um, shows a lot about the progress that you've made. And I will give her this. When she's hiding in the tree and Simone comes out, she could have just lashed out at Simone completely. But instead she goes, can you help me? Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, she's never done that. And so I think that that is the change we need to see. That scene did bother me a little bit because she had some green frosting or a leaf or something in her hair. And every time the camera cut away and back, it would disappear or move. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> and it was Man. gone completely for most of it. And I was like, oh, OK, you know, they brushed it out. Or and then it was back. And I'm just sitting there going, just what are you doing? What are you doing? Get it out of your hair. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then Simone mentions it. Yeah, right. I think no. she does. She mentioned something. Yeah, I thought she mentioned yeah, she something. Yeah, she did. About, she said, dirty oh, my, leaves. My friends... I'm going to leave you here with dirty leaves in your hair or something. Yeah, I'm going to leave Maybe, my friend but here it wasn't with the there. dirty leaves in her hair. It wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed she had dirty leaves. I didn't actually look. But how awesome <laughs> did Simone react to her uh, whenever she saw 
uh, her standing out there, she's just like, well, I just called camp because my friend had a temper tantrum and I'm just going to go. So, yeah, see ya. And then she's like, wait, no. Okay, this is dumb. You know, like Simone is an amazing character. And I think that's how I would react too. I'd be like, hey, my friend, you're you're cool. But like, what was that? What was that about? And I'm not cool with that. So I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, she does. She does this thing where she kind of gives her a taste of her own medicine to make her kind of backtrack a little bit and see sure. what she looks like and then goes, all right, now I'm going to give you some serious advice. And she gets into this whole civilization thing of, of you know, me versus us and then us versus them, which is where we're currently at, which is why we mm. still fight mm. wars and have racism and actually some pretty profound stuff. But Eleanor is still in the infancy because she never maintained a part of a group before never developed those relationships so she doesn't yet learn the me versus us the the putting other people ahead of herself kind of thing so yeah that whole scene was was neat and it showed a little growth in eleanor after what we thought was a big regression and we get some just kind of a really cool look into the human psyche and why yeah we i will say we as a whole behave as we do which was kind of cool and you... she was stealing a really good scotch that was well I mean, for Tahani, I guess it was probably not a really good scotch. You know, sure. There should be like a $2,500 bottle there. But it was a 16-year Lagavulin, which is, you know, 80 bucks. So what Which the heck? is a reference to Ron from Parks and Rec. That's his favorite oh, scotch. Oh, that's what? right. He was a Lagavulin guy. Boom. Oh, oh my mind's blown. <laughs> um, do you, listener, need an us? Need, do you need to find an us? Because we have a Facebook group. I don't know if we mentioned it. You probably know about it. It's called Everything is Fine. Go check that out on Facebook. Just put it in the search bar. Everything is Fine. That's the name of the podcast. And it'll be the first group there. And uh, you can become one of the Maximum Derricks because uh, it's a lot of fun. We discuss all that stuff, all the episode and everything going on with the podcast in that Facebook group. So if you want to find an us, <laughs> quick plug, go to the Facebook group. Nicely Anyways, done, let's keep Jules. Going. Don't be a them. Don't be a yeah, them. Yeah, don't be a them. <laughs> I will say, so I watched the episode the night of this week, not live, yeah. but like right after. So I got to be part of the Facebook discussion right from the get go instead of having nice. to avoid it for two or three days. And it was so much fun. I liked it. it oh, that's really awesome. Cool. I watched it half an hour ago. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have this nice, nice little scene right there. Um, and she comes back in and apologizes. And, and Tani comes up with an idea that let's have an anniversary. Every year, will we all get together? You know, at someone's chateau or party yacht or maybe we could go to Jacksonville. My house is like on the beach because everything in front of it sank. So now I'm on the ocean. All right. See you every, next year in Jacksonville. Well, maybe we shouldn't wait that long. It's sinking really fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like this idea of them getting back together every year because... Hopefully, after this year of study, they can they can all make individual progress and they, they can see that together year over year. But Michael doesn't like this idea. He does not like this idea at all. He thinks he should go back and reset the whole timeline. The whole Earth timeline. Well, just this one, right? Not the whole thing. I don't thing. know. They didn't really the say. Thing. He doesn't know. He, he does know. not know how it works. He assumes there's a button or a lever <laughs> or so he's got nothing. He could, if in effect, reboot this back to the start 
as if he was trying to make an apple pie because you got to start by making the universe if you want to make an apple pie from scratch. So I think that's right up Michael's alley. In his defense, based on what we know about this afterlife world, there probably is a button or a lever. I mean, it's probably not that much different from that. (laughs) There's a frog key to the Earth universe, so... It's kind of like in the DeLorean, you punch in the specific date and year and then you, you know, punch something. It's just it's just probably how it works. But I mean, honestly, with this show, it probably is a cosmic bop it. <laughs> just about you have to get to 10. Right. Or something. Twist it. Oh, God. Pull it. Yeah. Bop it. <laughs> Boom. Reboot the universe. <laughs> wow. So um, in in that in that conversation. I don't know if anybody else felt this. Maybe we can go back and watch it again. But I don't know if Janet. Okay, so Janet's talking about. Uh, well, you can't reboot the whole unit, or you can't reboot the whole thing. It's not your good place, uh, little town anymore. It's not all this stuff. You keep saying it's about all about them or whatever, me and them. But I think Janet. I think this might be like a, a small, you know, inkling of her feeling like she's left out from Michael I felt that a little bit and I'm I could be probably totally alone but she was like I I don't know if I sensed it in her the way that she was saying it but that Michael is so obsessed with the four of them and he keeps saying it's just me and the four of them he never mentions Janet like ever that we're we're doing this together we're doing all this he's Michael's always just like me 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 so he takes her for granted he yeah, takes I it mean, for granted, I think, and he's like, maybe you should ask her for help, dude. Like, maybe you should ask the all-knowing being, hey, help me out. What do you think? Because he never really does that. They're true. both p- the same power level now, but she knows more because she right. retained her knowledge. So I think that she's looking at it like they are partners, but he is not consulting her. Like, she exactly. she can do more than him, and he is not utilizing that. And so I, I, th- I, I get it. She's feeling left out or underutilized. I think that, yeah, I think that might come up later. And I felt that in that conversation. I don't know. Uh, Maximum Derek's. Let me know if anyone else felt that because I felt that definitely. Yeah, because he's always used her as just his Siri, essentially. And yeah. she's mm-hmm. more, especially now, she's more than that. But the other thing that I, I kind of felt in that conversation was that she, as she's become more human, she's starting to express her opinions you know that maybe all along she's had misgivings about michael's choices or some of the things that he's done (laughs) but her job has just been to do what he's told and at this point she's like no dude no 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 let me give you some advice as someone who's you know also almost human you don't want to do this but michael wants to do it and he takes the key opens the door and guess what Standing right behind him, <sighs> the co- team cockroach, the brainy oh bunch, God. the four humans, dun dun dun, Framulon. Oh crap! <laughs> A lot of people were like, "What? What is going on?" Everybody had so many reactions and stuff on Twitter and the Facebook group. It was great. This is like our first sort of twist. Uh, well, not the first one of this season, but. Another big one. This no, is, it is. Yeah, this it's, is it's another grand twist. game changer. Yeah, I mean, this is huge. And and with great. So I watched this again. Like I said, I watched it live. So I watched it on demand on uh, PlayStation View, and they 
have this thing where they cut to the next show or something afterward. Yeah. And it cut off the last five seconds. So all I saw <laughs> was him turn the key and I heard a voice. And I'm like, damn, now I have to wait till tomorrow when it's on Hulu to watch the whole thing. <laughs> so I spent 24 hours seeing people's reactions to, oh, snap, and wondering exactly what did happen on the other side of the key turning and the voice and whose voice was it. And That's it was awesome. a thing. It was definitely a big thing. And it clearly, yeah, like you said, Jules, this is the biggest twist we've seen this season. So what does this mean? I mean, this is our predictions segment. So what does this mean for for next episode? How could how do they possibly handle this one? I can't um, wait. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Some people in the group, some of the Maximum Derricks um, are thinking that they're just going to might have just come out and tell them what's going on and that they need to go to the good place. They need to get points. But then how do you get them to do it for the right reasons and all the stuff that we've talked about before about you got to get good place points, but you can't do it to get yourself in the good place. You have to do it because you're a good person, all this stuff. Um I don't know. I think he's going to end up just rebooting it again because that's what Michael does. He's going to figure it out or they help him reboot it somehow. No, they all go back maybe. So that's what that's what I see in that. I don't think he can just tell them, hey, this is the story and they're just going to stay there and let them let him reboot the timeline. I think either they're going to be like, don't reboot the timeline where we have this history. We have this relationship. We don't want to start over. But then they can't win the points or they're going to agree. You can't do this on your own. You need our help. We're going to go with you. And that's what I think is going to happen. They're going to go on the other side of the door and somehow they're going to get caught and trapped over there. And then there's going to be a whole nother story arc with all of them on the other side of the portal. No, nope, not yet. To say. We're going to get we're going to get an episode where he pretends to be Doctor Who. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go yes. with Bell on that one, but nice try. Yes. Good, good idea. No, he tells them he's a time traveler. He's here to save them. He doesn't tell them they're, they're, that they're in a re, uh, reimagining of their timeline. He doesn't tell them they've been to the bad place. He just tells them he's there to save them. That way they can get points without having to worry about it. It doesn't violate any of the rules. He thinks he's doing good, and Janet oh. can show off her massive knowledge. I... I just thought about it. Okay, so Jason and him have this sort of connection going along with what you were saying, Kevin. What if he says, I'm Jason from the future? No. And plays it off that way. No. And then he'd just be like, Jason will be like, oh my God, it's you. And it's like, I'm so smart. He could just act dumb. Yeah, yeah. He could just act dumb real quick. And then yeah. he'd be like, okay, yeah. what if he just says he's Zach Pizzazz? And everybody goes, thank you, Mr. Pizzazz. Zach Pizzazz <laughs> from the. Uh, anyways, we have some uh, theories from the Facebook group. Again, go to facebook and type in anywhere you see in the search bar everything is fine and it'll be the first group that pops up and we talk about the the podcast stuff we talk about the episodes of uh the good place and everything there so natalie uh last episode i think we talked about how she thought simone was the judge but now since it is pretty clear and uh the good place podcast also confirmed that simone is an actual human and not a janet yeah so uh she hears a revised simone theory Uh-oh. uh so she thinks Simone is a human that Janet created. So two reasons. She was quick to call Michael about Eleanor and Sheedy not being soulmates in all the previous reboots and still helped each other. Second, Janet said she made multiple simulations of how their children would end up. Too smart to actually go on The Bachelor. <laughs> Remember, she created Derek, who was an actual person. Kind of. So. Wind chimes. 
do you do you think it's like they she does compliment those two specifically very well which made it pretty convincing theory i think that the way she interacts with uh chidi is really cool and they compliment that you know her personality compliments chidi really well and then on the other side we saw that she compliments eleanor very well as well i don't like it i think it's creepy I think it's creepy if, if she's like the kid of Cheaty and she's dating Cheaty. I'm just not. I'm not there. I mean, she to was, go along with your time travel thing, nope. it's, a, it's a whole Back to the Future. No, nope, this of is thing. some weird Robert Heinlein stuff that I'm not getting behind. No, nope, <laughs> this gives I'm out. me a new idea though, because Derek hasn't resurfaced, and I have this strong feeling that Derek is going to resurface. Maybe <sighs> they're going to try and escape back to the medium place. Derek. Derek. <laughs> Go to Mindy Sinclair's house. That's where they're going. Okay. Any other theories that we want to read from Facebook? Are we are we wrapping this sucker uh, up? We got, I think we got some I think we're good for series theories. Um, but I do have an iTunes review that I want to Ooh. read real quick. We got a new Lay iTunes review. If you want to do that, you can review us on iTunes, and we love it. And uh, you would help us out, and we read them on the show. So we have one from MJ Nanny, and she gave us, or I assume she's a she. I don't know why. MJ Nanny gave us five stars. They said, "Love you guys." Just found you and have already listened to several episodes. I really enjoy your podcast. Gotta be honest, I like the NBC podcast quite a bit, but yours feels like I'm talking with my friends. Well done. We are so, your friends. Yes. I don't hate you that much, but it's cool. <laughs> Especially if you're on the Facebook discussion group and you're a Maximum Derek, then we're automatically your friends. Yo, it works. keep talking. I love it. I love seeing people post things and theories and all that stuff. It's great. Talk to each other. That's what it's there for. Um, so go ahead and join up on the Facebook group. Everything is fine. Again, whatever. But something cool that you guys know about and that we're going to launch today, Monday, there's new merch. Yay! So we made some new merch designs. Like We have the big Derek Energy one that just came out, but I have three new merch designs. That some of them are a little abstract, but there's one. There's a few that say everything is fine. There's an everything is fine logo uh, with a little talk bubble that says hot diggity dog, which is pretty <laughs> funny. And then we have a, a little abstract everything is fine one that's in pink. And uh, another one that's just a hot diggity dog shirt. And it looks pretty cool. I don't know. It has a hot dog on it. So uh, go check it out. Go to nerdythingspod.com. Nerdythingspod.com. Click the down menu and click shop. And they should be up as soon as you listen to this podcast. So whenever you listen to this, go to nerdythingspod.com. Hit the shop tab and should get go take us take you to all of our merch designs you can get the designs on shirts hoodies mugs tote bags pretty much anything yeah nice. tote bags tanks Cell phone all that cases. stuff so we have new designs thumbtacks Thumb sandals <laughs> so no, go do that if you things. want some merch and we do see you buying things and we want pictures of you uh wearing them that'll be cool to post and uh post in the group it'll be fun yeah if you yeah, own so merch wear it show it love it live it Unless it's a thong, we don't want photos of that. Eh. Nope. Whatever. I'll post my do picture. You do you. Yeah. You do you. <laughs> so yeah, go to nerdythingspod.com. Check it out there. Go to the Facebook discussion group. Join us there. Everybody's loving that. We've got. We're growing daily. Literally, it's awesome. We're also on Instagram at Everything's Fine Podcast. 
hit us up at Nerdy Things Pod on every social media that exists. And we are part of the famous original podcast network, which you can find at fopnet.biz. We've got lots of partners that we work with there, including two skeptical chaps. They get the most promotion in the show because they have the best <laughs> name. Um, but that's fopnet.biz. But for us here at Everything is Fine, a good place podcast, <laughs> as usual, have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground.